sound of beep bop beep bit different, everyone. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. What's up? This is our special E3 Spectacular yeah, episode. There's a shit ton of shit going oh on. Oh my god, there's so much to talk about. I honestly I don't even know where to start because there is so much to talk about in this episode that we're just going to have to spew it all out and hope for the best. Okay. Well, let's start with non-E3 stuff. Yeah. Okay. We could do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, final season of Orphan Black started. Uh, have you seen it? Yes. I watched the premiere. And? It is good. Um, it, it's funny. I've forgotten how season four ended. And so all of a sudden, it just picks up right there. And I was just like, oh, oh fuck, yeah. I don't remember That's anything. That's a good ending, too. And so it, I was able to piece it together, and I'm, I'm, I'm back into it. I'm oh. excited. It doesn't feel like a season premiere. Because I do think like now that it's the final season, it's just more of like we need to continue, continue the story and end it. The last season, yeah. yeah. It didn't oh. feel like a specific like premiere. That's cool. Yeah, I like. They it. have this huge A to Z commentary in um, uh, Entertainment Weekly this week. So if you pick up a you know a copy, it's with Mary Poppins on the cover. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh with uh, what's her face? Uh huh. Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Which I know most people are like, ugh, but I'm like, yes, I can't wait. I really like her. I do too. And I think she's going to be a fucking fantastic uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. And it's a sequel. So it's not like they're trying to remake the original. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah, that would be a mistake. Yeah, that'd be a mistake. And so, so yeah, that's my non E3 bit of like, what am I up to? I'm watching Orphan Black. What? What? So, how about you? What are you up to? I've been up to a lot. So, yeah, you've been busy. Super busy. And yeah, LA Pride was this past weekend. Yes. And it was fucking intense because instead of doing a parade like they usually do, we did a resist march, which is happening all over the world to resist, I mean, pretty much anything that is against LGBTQ rights. And a lot of it was anti-Trump, of course, because you know what's going on up in... hand in hand there. Yes, that ivory tower. So um, it was really empowering. And we had some great speakers this year. RuPaul spoke. And nice. RuPaul doesn't get out of bed for just anybody. Yeah. So it was pretty amazing to have him there to speak in front of us. And um, something really crazy this year was the Babadook. Oh, the Babadook, yeah. He Is that Babadook? I thought it was Babadook. 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 He is the mascot for this year's Pride. So we all know that the B in LGBT is for Babadook. Oh, my God. It's so true. Yeah. <laughs> there have been so many funny tweets about that where, you know, like they're saying, of course, of course, the Babadook is gay. Of, of course. He, he has a penchant. He made a pop-up book about himself. So, yeah. really, he loves drama. And if you knock his hat off, he'll come screaming down the stairs. Well, that's basically the reason why he was the mascot. No yeah. other reason other than somebody wrote this random ass tweet that said, hey, of course Mr. Babadook is gay. Did you watch the movie? Hey, well, do you know why that happened? There was a mistake on Netflix where it was categorized as a gay themed movie. Shut up. That's what caused the whole thing. There was a mis- like a miscategoriz- uh, miscategorization on on Netflix where it was declaring it to be an LGBT movie. Oh, see, now I'm learning and, things. And so, yeah, <laughs> that just, is so crazy. And then the internet just attached to it and ran with it. So it's it's been really fun watching the internet uh, play on the, the Babadook being super gay. Oh, my God. There was even cosplay Babadooks. Oh, thank God. It was really creepy, actually. <laughs> and I don't know if you saw our... Um, 
recent tweet on Twitter, but we have the Baba Douche out. Yes. So all the queers can do a Baba Douche before they have the Baba sex. <laughs> before they Baba Doink. <laughs> before they Baba Doink. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, somebody I know said they should have made the tip of the the douche, like the cap, more look like more of a top hat. Well, yeah. I think they kind of tried to make it look like that because it is black. But if they were to just like Photoshop that image just, just a little, little bit, of, like, bit. A, a rim on it and just, yeah. It would have been the epic climax. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? It's a saucy one. So what else have you been up to? So, okay. So there was this march. Uh, Did was, the march. Yeah. I, it was 3.2 miles. I walked the whole thing. And then um, the festival, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was great. And Peppermint performed for RuPaul's Drag Race this current season, and she was phenomenal. She did my my current favorite song, which is 24K, 24K by, um, oh, my God. I think it's Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 24K, you know, however that goes. 24 so, Carat Magic? Yeah, it's yeah. in the air. So <laughs> It's in the air. It is. <laughs> so that was really funny. And yeah, I had a great pride. And then I also saw Wonder Woman for a third time. Okay, so seriously, you have to stop seeing it so I can see well, it eventually. Almost a fourth time, but then we fell asleep right after Pride because we I, I just couldn't get out of bed. I feel like that. you're stealing all the viewings from me or something. I don't oh, know. I, you have to see it, Rob. I know, and I want to see it in theaters really She's badly. America's sweetheart. I would I would much rather bestow that title on her than Julia Roberts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Sorry, Julia Roberts. Maybe you're America's sweetheart in the 90s, but... She was the... never my sweetheart. Why don't you like Julia Roberts? I, don't know, I just don't like her that much. I, I can tell you actually why. I'm just upset that she won the Academy Award for Aaron Brockovich over... But she was so good! But Ellen Burstyn in Requiem for a Dream was better. Bjork in Dancer in the Dark was better. Laura Linney in You Can Count on Me was better. And those were all the same year? Yeah. There were a lot of roles that should have won that year over the water bra. The water bra did most of the work. Uh, I did like Aaron Rockbridge, so I'm not... Yeah. I did see Requiem, but I don't think I saw the other films. Ugh. Requiem was good, yeah. She's Ellen Burstyn. Bur- Burstyn, yeah. Like Bur- that, that role... She is a fucking phenomenal actress. Well, and that role broke my heart. I know. Mine too, because it's just so tragic. Yeah. Like... Anywho. Don't do drugs, kids. Yes, don't do that. Yeah. So, okay, so you saw Wonder Woman a third time. Jesus, nearly a fourth. Nearly a fourth, and I will see it a fourth because that will break my record. I've only seen, I've never seen a movie four times in theater. The only movies I've ever seen three times, which is my is my current record, is Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Curry. That comes up a lot on the podcast I, I found. Well, Tim Curry. Yeah. And, um, and um, I think I saw Coraline twice, but I saw, oh, Mad Max Fury. Fury Road I saw three times. So this will be all those, and Wonder Woman will be on top. Nice. Yeah. So that's going to be a very exciting um, moment for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, two more things. I did a, a Twitter on a tweet, a tweet on Twitter, and I said, who would you rather see in a prequel or um, a, a side story? What does it call them? A spinoff. A Hippolyta movie or an Anti-OP movie from two or two Amazons from Wonder Woman. Mm. And Who are the actresses that play them in the movie? Um, Anti-OP is Robin Wright. Okay. And Hippolyta is Connie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one from, from Gladiator. Yes. I can't remember her last Nor do name I. right now. But she was okay. fucking phenomenal, so too. I haven't even seen the movie, but well, I'm going to go ahead and say the Robin Wright one. 
by a very small margin. Really? It, yeah, it was very close, which was cool. Which nice. means I think everybody deserves both. That's what I'm saying. And then last but not least, premieres. Um, This Sunday is my And Then There Was Eve premiere at the LA Film Festival. Nice. So I get to do the red carpet. Yes. The whole bit. So that'll be fun. And then um, tonight I went to the Danger and Eggs premiere, which is um, a show that my one of my good friends, she created. Her name's Shoddy. And she... Um, did this show with Amazon, which is this awesome cartoon, and Chris Hardwick also produced it with her. So I got to meet him tonight, and I word spewed all over him. I was so nervous. I was so nervous. Like, oh, I'm sure you did fine. Yeah, that's what people keep telling me, but I was there. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, yeah. Um, and... Another film I did that's coming out, that's premiering at Outfest, Hext, which is my friend Rain. She uh, wrote and starred in, and I'm in that, and I also did the makeup for it. So I've got a lot of shit going on. Awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to stay current, I guess. Look at you. Yeah. So what you playing? Um. Well, no, not just uh, not what am I playing? There's other stuff. Now we gotta start talking about E3, right? We're saving E3 for later. E3, oh, fine. No, E3's now. Well, no, well, what am I That's... well, also, I can answer the what am I playing really quickly. I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Rogue when there's time, which there's been none. Okay. Uh, so I played like an hour of it. Assassin's Creed Rogue. Yeah, so crossing that off my list of my agenda for this because that's all I don't was. even remember what Rogue's about. Rogue is the assassin who changes sides and becomes a Templar. Oh, yeah, you said that in the last yeah. podcast. So hmm. still, still going through that pretty slowly. All right. But now on to the fun stuff. Onto the E3s. Wait, what am I playing? Oh, well, shit. What are you playing? Just real fast. Injustice 2 still. And how is that going? Uh, I'm getting better. Yeah. And Catwoman's probably my best character. Catwoman? But. Oh, sorry. But Catwoman, are we talking like Julie Newmar or like Anne Hathaway or Michelle Pfeiffer? The, uh, where, where are New we at 52. Here? I don't know what that means. DC The New 52 is when they relaunch 52 of their best-selling titles with a brand new everything. So does she? Is she the Halle Berry one? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, she looks. Um, she's like a. She's a white girl with like short black hair. Okay. Oh, kind of like the Arkham Asylum. Oh, okay. Just like Got her. it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So she's the Arkham series Catwoman. Yeah. All I right. Would, yeah. She's dope. Cool. Yeah, and then um the. I forget her name. The Cheetah Girl from Wonder. She's one of Wonder Woman's enemies. She's okay. good too because she almost plays like Catwoman because she's fast and hits low. Nice. So I like her too. Cool. Are you playing anything else or just uh, just the Injustice? Life is Strange. Oh shit! So you started Life is Strange? Yeah. Okay. It's so good, and I know I overuse this word a lot, but that game is fucking beautiful. Mm. It's got a really cool look to it. It's the animation. Is gorgeous. It's got a great soundtrack. The too. lighting is gorgeous. The soundtrack is gorgeous. Um, the acting, the voice acting is pretty stellar. It's really good. And um, and uh, yeah, it's just like a high school drama that you're trying to figure out a mystery. Yet you're trying to just kind of go along with your life. Just be and, a teenager. Yeah, but the great thing about this game is you can, if you feel like you're not getting enough information out of people, you can turn back time and change the past and get some more information out of people or change the outcome of a current event. Now, if only someone could go back in time and remove like half of the hellas out of the script, 
there's a lot of them. Yeah, I bet it. Uh, it takes place it, in the Pacific Northwest, but it's still too many. There hellas. it is. That's why too many above hellas. Fresno, everything's hella. Well, it's, yeah, too many, too many. Not okay. <laughs> you don't like the hellas? No, I do not. Hmm. Well, if we could um, reverse time back to before November of last year, that'd be even better. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. So let's start there. All right, fine. <laughs> um, so how far are you into Life is Strange? I have not finished the first episode yet. Okay. Because the first season is what, five episodes? It's, yeah, five, five. episodes. And it's free right now on um, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus. Plus. Yeah. So that's a free 20 buck game you get. So I would go download it if I were you ASAP. Yeah. And um, I wanted to say that... The reason it's taken me so long to get through it is because it's so detailed, and I want to read everything, and I like to touch everything, and I like to push all the buttons and see what falls. Yeah, interact and... with every single item. Yeah, I have that situation happening. I can do that in adventure games as well. You do that? Yeah, like the Telltale games take me a little bit longer Wait, than they speaking do. Speaking of, what happened with Prey? I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Okay. I've been awesome. busy. I know. Um, now you can announce it. Yeah, I've been busy with E3. E3, 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 E3. Um, yeah, like, uh, obviously, you know, we've talked about before how um, I've been working a lot lately towards E3 stuff. You have? Where so, was I? Um, <laughs> so, and you, you helped with some of it. I did. Where you was did. I? Uh, so, um... First off, I could just fire off, like, here's, like, so uh, now that all my stuff I worked on is out in the wild, I can actually talk about it, because, you know, can't talk about that shit until it's out. Um, so, uh, just quick and dirty, uh, we had a bunch of things in the Xbox press conference, which was really fun to uh, to be at. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't down in the audience, I was up on on, um, on a higher floor. You were we, like a god, Yes, I looked down over them all. Yes. Uh, we actually had a production... Um, set up up there and we did some editorial right after the show was done um did you host announce anything no no no. i wasn't on that side of the production um but yes like we had two montages in the actual xbox press uh press thing where we had like there was like a two minute thing or a minute and a half long thing of um 12 indie titles for the id at xbox montage we did that that's one of my favorite pieces of the year i love that thing Mm. um we also did the thing the montage that closed out the event just sort of like summed up the whole you know, 90 minutes just with a little cherry on top. Yeah. Um, just, you know, kicking music with big, crazy action montage. Sweet. Um, and then uh, up on the interwebs, shortly after, we had a, a true 4K montage, which is a montage of all games that will perform in true 4K on the new console. Nice. Um, we did the Xbox One montage, which is uh, an Xbox One games montage that is like both 4K and 1080 titles, just sort of like a three-minute piece that talks about the various games that are on it to a really cool song. Um, and then, Can like, you say what song? The song is called Make Me Go. Uh, it has not been released yet. Uh, Who's it by? Uh, I believe it's by... It was It was written by Zade Wolf, I believe. I don't know who hmm. sang it, though. It was not okay. him. Um, and... Uh, and then, of course, we had an, we have an extended version of the ID montage that was in the show that's also out there live. If you go on YouTube.com slash Xbox, all these videos are up there. Um, and, like, anyone that was in the press conference is either uh, – is if it's uh, – if it was a montage, it just lives in the press conference. But if you see it on their web channel, on their YouTube channel, it's like a longer version of it. Okay. And so – and they're really fun. Um, anyway, so uh, we did that – those things. And then also um, there's also a video of the Xbox – 
press conference in under three minutes. It's a recap of the entire event. So I'm guessing you're going to post all of this I'll for people to, to see on Twitter. Yeah, um, so yeah we did. Because uh, I saw you posted your crush of the week last week. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> uh yeah, I was, last week was the hardest week of this whole thing. Uh, but yeah, so like uh, after the event was done, we did the E3, uh, we did a three-minute recap of the Xbox press conference. Um, really fun piece. And then um, we did a game trailer announcement video, you know, or announcement game trailer for a little-known brand-new franchise uh, called Assassin's Creed. What's that? Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we did the Assassin's Creed Origins announce trailer. Sweet! Which was super fun. And then um, we also did the nearly five-minute piece uh, for State of Decay 2. I don't know State of Decay. Do I? I did you work on that? No. Only okay. Origins. Oh, okay. So uh, State of Decay 2 is a zombie game for Xbox One. Uh, and um, we did like a nearly five-minute sort of like super trailer type thing for that. Sweet. Um, and then just today we had a VR a trailer for a VR game called Archangel come out that uh, Archangel is going to be on PlayStation VR. And yesterday we had a trailer for the, is the launch trailer for the Crash Bandicoot remasters. Yes, I cannot wait. I love Crash we, we Bandicoot. Did, we did that. And then also we did a, uh, a CG piece for Xbox for their design your own controller design labs. Okay, like the, oh, you said Xbox. Yeah. So When's did, the, where's the PlayStation one? They need to make one of those because seriously, like I would love to get a custom. Because I need door. a PlayStation controller with some some leverage. I need some weight to it. I need some you, metal in it. What it need? What they need to do is an elite controller. Yeah, that's what. I'm yeah, that's what they need to. Because yeah, like design labs are fun because like they're like the normal Xbox controllers. They're just different colors. Uh, um, it's kind of like when you go to Disneyland and you make your own droid. Exactly. But like, yeah, if huh. if PlayStation got on the elite thing and did like like $150 really nice controller, I would totally buy one. I would buy one too. And I wouldn't throw it either. Yeah, we'd punch, punch a hole through your wall probably if you did. Yeah. And I would have two controllers that would work instead of one, maybe 0.5. Like <laughs> one controller does not charge at all. Oh, so as we, char- as we plugged in all the time. 100% of the time. The other one charges, but the charge time that it stays charged is maybe about 30 minutes. <laughs> it's really sad going on here. So no. if anybody wants to give me some controllers, thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So like that was all the stuff that I had helped produce for E3, which is why. That's I, a lot of shit. It was a lot of stuff. We you, had No wonder you're exhausted. We had like 11 minutes worth of video content in the Xbox press conference. Which is really cool. Out of like 90 minutes, 11 of it was, was Damn, stuff that we worked on. you took up 10% plus. So yeah, so it was really fun. It was cool. So, um, That's yeah. dope. Um, and then uh, stuff I've seen on the show floor at E3 um, that's kind of worth talking about. Yeah, what are you looking forward to? Well, like, the one thing that we actually, like today I didn't have a whole lot of time on the show floor. Um, so uh, the big thing we did actually was uh, like pretty much our entire team uh, watched all of the the behind closed door sort of theater shows uh, at the PlayStation booth, where they will take you to like, to like a twenty minute demo of a game. We okay. get, so we got to see Detroit Become Human, which I'm really excited about. Um, it is a basically the gameplay is like all quick time events, um, heavy narration or narrative kind of thing. Uh, it's from the makers of Heavy Rain. Ooh, and uh, so it's dramatic. Very much so. Um, it's from the makers of Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls and Indigo Prophecy. And it stars Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. I don't watch that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he was in. Oh, he was in uh, 
My roommate would know 100%. He was in Cabin in the Woods. He's a... Uh, God, that was a great movie, but... He's a... Uh, I do not know who... I he, can't even remember the plot race. line. Like, he's... I think he's, like, half black, half white, and he has uh, green eyes. That sounds hot, but I don't remember. He is. He, he is very attractive. Um, so, yeah, he is... Uh, I think the lead in in Detroit Become Human. That game looks great. I'm excited about because I like those other games. Okay. Um, we saw the demo for Days Gone, which is that sort of zombie swarm game that stars the guy who played uh, Star Killer in um, Force Unleashed. Oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. he was hot. That's a good crush of the week. Well, hey, write that one down. Yeah. Um, so he plays like a dirty biker guy, and well. this, it's like a post zombie kind of game um they announced it last year at e3 and uh it looks pretty solid um so that's a thing and then um we saw spider-man which holy shit the one based off the movie no it's it's a different spider-man um it's been in development it was announced PS4, last year the sony one ps4 exclusive yes aha uh-huh. that game looks fucking incredible Really? Yes. I did not see a trailer for that. Oh my god, you have to look it up later. It okay. is so good. It was. I feel like I saw a shitload of trailers too, well, and I'm... like three of these games, I had not. I, I've never even heard of. Well, I believe it, they, that Sony closed out their press conference with it. Oh. And it's real. It looks good. It looks like it plays real well. Like it's from mm. makers of Ratchet and Clank, and it's because uh, you know they did Ratchet and Clank and Resistance and Sunset Overdrive, um, and uh, so the Insomniac team is making this game and um uh-huh. i like insomniac me too and uh it looks and it just it shows real well sweet and then last but not least of the sony theater experiences for 20 minutes was a little game that i don't know you probably never heard of it but you might like it um if you tried it it's called uncharted the lost legacy Ooh, so I, see, I never heard of it. I got to see 20 minutes of... Fuck you. Of and oh my goodness. Of 20 minutes of Chloe? Yeah. And it is real cool. 20 minutes of Chloe? Like, as much as what? I as much as much I did not, like, love, love, love Uncharted 4, uh-huh. this looks fucking sick. Yeah. And, um, so, okay, of all those things, like, it was always like, you sit down, you watch the demo, and then they send you on your way. Okay. For some reason, this one gave out goodies <gasps> what'd you bring me and it's not what i am giving you damn it. it is what uh listener and my creative director at work steve is giving you really yeah, you're he, really giving me or he, steve's giving me something he's a fan of the podcast and he wanted you to have this <gasps> oh my goodness an uncharted lost legacy tote yeah shut up isn't that cool I'm going to sport this in my next post. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve. So, this yeah. is awesome. Wow. I'm going to wear it on like a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah. This yeah, is awesome. I was going to give you mine, but then I realized it's like the perfect size to carry records in, and I just can't let a good record bag go because I'm that crazy How person. How dare you? And he was just like, well, you should take mine and give it to Satine because, you know. Steve, I love you, and Rob... I'm the worst. I'm the worst. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Okay. So that's that was my day at E3. So now we can just talk about other news. Oh well, I I want to talk no, about other what... E3 news. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's lots yeah. more. Lots of time. Okay, good. Well, I just want to talk about some things I'm in, um, excited for. Yes. Of course, you just said my my big one, Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Yep. Looks dope. Yeah. I mean, okay. 
And just oh, the action in it looks real good. And they've actually changed Chloe's look a little bit from the first couple games. Mm -hmm. She's not as mysterious looking. She's a little bit more open. Like she doesn't have like the really dark, heavy eye line uh, eye look to her, which is fine with me. But I do like a lot of makeup, so I'm a bit iffy on that. But can't wait. Looks good. But um, okay, so that one. I feel like they rounded out her face and made her look a little more ethnic. Well, she is Indian. I feel like they made her look more Indian. She's half Indian. Yeah, I feel like they made her look more like it now. Ah. But also, I I do think it's interesting because, like, she always was this sort of character who sort of came in to the story and left just as quickly. Like, she is an enigmatic character that, like, you you never really know her true motivations. Yeah. And I feel like in this... She's the Catwoman. But in this game, it, it makes sense they would open her up a little bit more. If you have to play as her, you need to know her motivations. You, like... She's not just a, a feature that comes and goes anymore. You are her. Yeah. So it makes sense they kind of have to, like, give a little more to you about, like, what she's thinking. Yeah. It's, yeah, she's she's an enigma wrapped in an anomaly, wrapped in a... Mystery. Mystery. Yeah. I'm excited about seeing Nadine not be a total villain, maybe. Who knows? Oh, I think they're both going to be villains to each other. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've heard. Like, I, They're I think, in it for themselves. Let's get one thing straight. Well, I didn't see the the trailer um, that played at um, the PlayStation press conference, but um, everyone was saying like, "Oh shit, they are antagonistic to each other." Yeah, like they may not be each other's biggest fans. Yeah, they are the Gotham sirens. So, <laughs> looking forward to that. Totally. Um, some other ones. Metroid finally is making a comeback with Prime Four. Uh, Plus the DS. um, Samus Returns. Samus Returns. Yes. That looks fucking dope. Yeah. Like, both of those were things I was going to mention. Um, It's a bummer we didn't see any footage, really, for Prime 4. Yeah. It was just a logo. Yeah. But we did get some footage from Samus Returns. Which, like, from what I hear, I think it's just kind of a, a, a remake, like a better remake for the 3DS of Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. Oh. Which I never finished Return of Samus because I never played it. Yeah, I the, don't think. The problem with Return it of was Samus harder. It was. It was it was weird because um the scale of Samus to the world was super off. Like but just because of the smaller screen. Uh-huh. In order for her to read appropriately as Samus instead of like just a blob, um, she took up like let's say, you know, these are just arbitrary numbers, like of the original Metroid, let's say she took up, I don't know, ten percent of the screen. Okay. She takes up like thirty percent of the screen on like the or twenty percent or twenty five percent. Like she's she seems much taller and you can't see as much of her the environment around her. She is six three. Well We're the same height. Like the world was much bigger in the original Metroid. (laughs) That's Um, how I feel. And so like the the problem is yeah, the screen is so small and it's pushed in on her so much you can't really see much around her in the original Game Boy game. Mm. And so it's actually kind of hard to explore because you can't get an idea of what the space you're in is like at all because you just see a fraction of it. Yeah. So I feel like it's this will be a really cool way to sort of experience that that story that, uh, you know, that they want to tell and experience that, you know, since a lot of people never played the original Game Boy game. Yeah, I, I'm totally looking forward to it. Super Metroid was dope. Super Metroid is the best game in the series. Yeah. For me. I mean, I love the primes, I would agree. But Super Metroid is a perfect. I think I played the first one the most, though. I think so, too, yeah. actually. I, the first one, I 
wasn't quite a speed runner, but I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And Super Metroid. I always got stuck at some point, though, and I was like, I don't know how to get past this. Done. There's always that one section that you have to use the ice beam to climb enemies to get out. And that's yeah. always the one part where I'm like, ah, I don't know if I love this. Yeah. Also, it's a little tricky getting to, because there's, there's two crates. There's a decoy cra- uh, crate and a, and a real one. That's always a thing. Hmm. Um, but yeah, well, uh, on the Metroid front. Yeah. They may have announced a uh, new amiibo. What? There's there's a new Samus amiibo of her uh, sort of taking a knee, because the pre the the previous amiibo for Samus taking a knee was her like standing like you know kind of looking awesome. There were two. There was Zero Suit and there was yes. Metroid. Like there was never Metroid. It was just Samus. Sam like and Zero Suit Samus. Um. Oh, this year. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Samus and Zero Suit Samus. Exactly. Sorry. Whoa. And this year. They added in a crouched, a crouching Samus. So she's taking a knee. That looks dope. And uh, more importantly, oh, a Metroid. They made a fucking plastic. Yes, that's what we were describing. That's what I was talking about, like early on in the podcast. How I wanted a fucking Metroid. They listened to our podcast and made the fucking. Amiibo. 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 Thank you, Nintendo. Oh my god, it's it busting out of a test tube. Look who's in the background. Oh, uh, here. Um, keep scroll. Oh, there it is. Miss Bayonetta herself. Ooh, with two. Bayonetta one and two, long hair and short hair. I would do Bayonetta one. As would I. Um, but yeah, uh, they made a Metroid Amiibo. Oh my god. That is definitely going on your podium. Oh, yeah. For certain. Like, that looks amazing. It's, it's probably one of the best ones I've ever seen, by the way. Yeah, it's totally what I wanted. And I love it. It actually has like an action to it because it's breaking out of a test tube. Like there's a yeah. broken test tube on the side and it's coming out of it. It's so, oh, I love it. It has action. I'm glad that people listen to this podcast that do things. We are making change happen. We're making the world a better place. Yes. This is us. So, we did this. Right? We did. So you are welcome, listeners, who are also excited about yeah, this. Yeah. Now go buy it. Right? <laughs> go get it. Um, some other ones. Anthem. Oh, Anthem my God. looks phenomenal. Right? Bioware, yes. Redeem yourself. <laughs> Seriously. It's gorgeous. And uh, yeah, uh, it looks like a combination. I mean, it looks like a combination of uh, like... Destiny, yeah, and the division, yeah, like it's got both those yeah. qualities, I would say. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about getting to play that someday. I don't know when it's coming, but I'm very excited about it. I the trailer when they jump off of the Sky Temple or whatever that city is, and then into the thick of it. It's like, whoa. And then you see the animals run by and you could see them in the, them in the distance. There is, a, a, what is it called? A scope or a, 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 tell me. Yeah, like the scope of the world or the scale. The scale. The scale is so vast. But yeah. I'm trying to think of, there's a word for it. when You know, like when you see a movie in 3D. Depth. Depth. Thank you. That's uh-huh. the word I was looking for. Yeah. There's so much depth to this game. Um. So yeah, totally looking forward to that. Right. Yeah. Ugh. I'll be there. And I love how they interact with each other, the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's funny, and it, it, it makes more human, I guess. Yeah, I'm very excited about Anthem. Like, yeah. that game looks... I guess you're just a freelancer. Awesome. Like, people live in this, like, cloud, like, city up way up high, and then they have these people you play as called freelancers, and they go into the world and collect things for the good of the people. Where that shit is or dangerous. themselves. Yep. 
It's dangerous. Yeah. To go alone. So don't do it. Mercenaries. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. What else are you excited for? Um, the announcement of Metro Exodus at the Xbox press conference. It's the third game in the Metro series. Yeah, me too. Because it's Metro 2033. <laughs> I have no idea what this well, game is. Okay, so uh, I think Travis has actually read the books, I believe. Um, it's a There's a Russian novel series called Metro. Uh, it takes place in 2033. Is after... it about, like, metrosexuals? It is not. Shit. Um, it is about uh, a post-nuclear attack Russia, mm-hmm. where everyone um, can't go up on the surface anymore due to radiation and mutant wildlife and everyone <laughs> lives down in the metro stations so they live in the subway oh kind of like the morlocks yes except they're just people okay well i mean there's various monsters down there too um and so uh they made uh, metro 2033 that was actually a pc and xbox 360 exclusive and then um they made uh metro last light which came out on multiple platforms and then they did the Metro Redux a couple years ago, which was next-gen remasters of Metro and Metro Last Light. Mm. So the new one, Metro Exodus, looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. And um, it, looks, it looks scary. It looks good. Really? I'm excited about it. Okay. Yeah, scary first-person shooter with crazy mutants clawing at your face. Well, you got to go through Prey first. Yes. Well, I, there's a long list of stuff, and I don't know when any of these are coming out. Yeah, that's true. Um. And then we uh, could be seeing half of these next E3. So yeah, oh yeah, probably more than more than likely. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Crackdown Three has a release date. What? What is it? <laughs> Crackdown Three. It's a yeah. rocking good time. I imagine Crackdown One and Two both were. It's like a co-op third-person action game that's super over the top, and you can collect like uh. You, it's big explosions, and you can jump over buildings and stuff. Like, it's, is it cartoony? It has a cell shaded look. Gotcha. But I mean, it has like, but it's it's still very much rated M, kind of like it's violent and adult. But it um it has a very sort of like fun, uh, poppy look to it. Hmm. Um, speaking of poppy, you didn't comment on my dress I'm wearing right now that I wore to the premiere tonight. Well, I said you looked nice earlier. Yeah, but it's white. When was the last time you ever saw me in white with flowers? Who is this person? Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that. It's because for the premiere, they wanted us to wear pops of color because oh. it, it's a cartoon. So that's all. Continue. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, then. Uh, also, uh, yeah, so Crackdown 3 has a release date now, and the release date is the same as the Xbox One X. Yeah! I'm Xbox e- wins again. I, I'm excited about that, that system. I know. I play all of the systems. But I celebrate wait, them all. Is, I'm guessing it's 4K. Uh, it, everything is supposed to be like native 4K. It's 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 this much more powerful machine. It's like 40 percent more powerful than uh, the PlayStation 4 Pro. What? And so it's yeah, like it's going to be a sort of powerhouse machine. Um, so what's their staple game coming out that represents the system? Well, a lot of like pretty much uh, ev- like every game that's coming out for multiple platforms will run better on Xbox One X um, or at a high resolution or what have you. Uh, I'd say probably the stuff that will look among the best on it will be, well, Forza Horizons or Forza, sorry, uh, Forza Motorsport 7, which is coming out. It's the racing game. Kay. That's going to be 60 frames a second, full 4K, uh, HDR, it's going to be jaw-dropping. Um, that Crackdown will be coming out, uh, launch date with it. Okay. And then um, 
Assassin's Creed Origins is probably is or probably it will look best on the that best. machine. And so, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Origins about it. is beautiful. It is. It is a gorgeous game, and it's going to look real nice running at native 4K. I'm sad that one of the one of my favorite shots that we filmed did not make that trailer though. Yeah, it was so pretty. That's one of the hard parts about uh, editing. About trailer production is yeah. uh, you can't fall. You in gotta love. kill your babies. Yeah, you can't fall in love. Yeah. Things, things well, change. guess what? You killed my baby, but that's okay. I'm sorry. But, um, yeah. Okay, well, Xbox, yay. You know, I'm not an Xbox girl, but I'm excited for you. Well, I will play the games on whatever system they are on. That's so and true. And so... You are not... Um, you see no system. Love yeah. sees no system. Yeah, I just... I, I want to play the games. That's it. I just yeah. want the games. I want them to be awesome. So I will play them wherever I can. What about Beyond Good and Evil 2? Uh, holy shit. Shit balls. I stood up and cheered in my office when I saw that trailer. Speaking of animals that talk, which you love, <laughs> you love your little ratchet. I love ratchet so much. He's adorable. Mm-hmm. And you love your rocket. Oh, I love rocket. And all talking mammals of all sorts. It's true, I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was actually, uh, the one thing that surprised me about the, the trailer was that it is, it was so full of F-bombs. Yeah. Which, um, I like was surprised. Like in a constant row. Because Beyond Good and Evil 1 was rated T. Yeah, it which, was very teeny bopper. And so, like, just, it was not an M-rated franchise. However, given that the first Beyond Good and Evil is now nearly 15 years old, anyone who played the initial Beyond Good and Evil what was that on Can, PS1? PS2 and Xbox. PS2. It looks like PS1. Um, no, it looks better than that. <laughs> to me. Um, well, th- then they did the HD remaster of it for last generation, and it looks much nicer. Um, but yeah, I uh, I played through that game like three times. I fucking love that game. Really? Yeah. And, um, it's, it's only like an eight-hour game, huh? It takes some time, though. Like, huh. There's a couple sections that are kind of hard. But yeah, so that game's rated T, and it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't that adult. And the fa- but I guess they sort of realized like, if the game itself is nearly old enough to buy M-rated games, you can probably knock it up to an M rating and people will still like get excited about it. Oh, like, I'm super excited yeah. about this, and I barely knew anything about the first one until I did some research before this. Oh, it's so good. Well, and like this one's a prequel, which I'm excited about. Um, I mean, this the game's probably years off still from getting finished. Yeah, um, but the trailer. Oh, my God. Like... So, At the I, end of the trailer, when they take off in the air spaceship, and the captain who reminds me of the captain from Treasure Planet, the Disney movie, did you see that? No. Oh, you have to see Treasure Planet. It's I know. So good. It's based off of um, Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. So good. Anyway, so yeah, the captain. She reminds me of the captain from that, and I'm sold. Yeah, that's a- my new Chloe. Well, it's like the character of Jade, who is the lead in the initial. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil was amazing. Was she? Yeah. uh, Well, I didn't play it. She was a non-super sexualized, awesome female character. Wasn't she also like a a interviewer or reporter? She's like a photojournalist, actually. Like Mm -hmm. you take photos of things and the whole idea is that her and her camera are uncovering a vast conspiracy. Ooh, Um, good versus evil. Exactly. And she has, and her uncle is uh, a talking pig. Who follows you around. But was this the uncle in uh, this one? I don't think that was no, because I think that was a bad trailer? guy. So yeah, I'm kind of curious. A relative, I'm sure. I mean, because yeah, the whole like the, an ancestor. Because yeah, the this is a prequel. So I'm guessing the captain that we see maybe is Jade's mother. Who knows? So cool. I'm really excited though. It looks 
Uh, and her eye makeup was, awesome. was on point. It was. That so, was some Furiosa shit going on right there. But yeah, like I was not expecting an announcement that would make me cheer. Oh like my that. goodness. I didn't even know what to expect because I didn't even, I was like, I'll just watch this. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, and, and we've been talking about it at work. Like we are big fans of gameplay trailers. We don't really tend to gravitate towards CG pieces that much. Yeah. Uh, but that piece was so good you cannot be upset that it's cg yeah at least it's early enough also in the games in the game's production or in the promotional cycle for it where like you know as an announcement piece a cg piece is fine like you know as you get closer to release you should be showing some gameplay yeah um but uh yeah like holy fuck it's so crisp it was like the characters well and they they all had such personality like it just they it was really... like a TV show. It could have been a TV show. Totally. Um, because even like uh, there was another CG piece during the same press conference where that premiered, where it was a CG piece, which it was lovely, but it just it didn't communicate um excitement to me. It didn't thrill me and didn't make me want to see more about the game. Yeah. And Beyond Good and Evil had me. And like even if I hadn't been a fan of the original, which I clearly which am, were. um, even if I hadn't been a fan, I think that piece would have sort of rallied my interest and and really kind of gotten me excited uh because i know that's what i did with my boss my uh, my boss he did not know the original game at all yeah and he saw that piece and he was just like fuck cg is amazing when it's done like that yeah you know it's just it it told such a exciting story yeah. and it was just one moment and it was so good so good yeah oh beyond Set good the and tone evil. for the whole game uh, speaking of amazing CG, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, that looks stupid cool. Yeah. I was oh, not yeah. expecting a lot of what I saw. Well, honestly, like, Wolfenstein the New Order was so fucking amazing, I had no idea it was going to be that good. And so now, like, oh, you want to give me another game? In the, uh, yeah, sold, approved, give me, give me now. I, I, I'm speechless. Yeah. Like, those scenes... We're disturbing and beautiful. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. beautiful. That's all I can say. Bye. Well, and also from the same (laughs) press conference, from the the Bethesda press conference, Doom VFR. I didn't see that. They're doing a special, like it's a whole other game called Doom VFR, which I'm assuming stands for virtual fucking reality. Oh, Uh, shit, probably. And, well, it makes sense with the BFG. BFG, yeah. Um, And so Doom is coming to Vive and PlayStation VR. Oh, I think I'd have a heart attack and and get sick. I cannot wait. And it's like a whole. It's not even. It's not like oh, you're replaying the same Doom game. It's supposed to be like its own thing. Amazing. I'm crazy stoked on that one. I'll watch you play that. How's that? Well, and like the coolest thing about the Bethesda press conference was that I believe everything they showed will be out this year. Okay, that is impressive. Yeah, like that is. So cool, because like yeah, they they announced what uh, Skyrim for the Switch, Doom VFR, uh, Fallout Four VR. That's only going to be on PC at this point, though. Um, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein, uh, an expansion for um, Dishonored Two. Oh, cool! And also, uh, Evil Within Two. That trailer looks good. Also, yeah. Like, I love the Bethesda, I mean, of course, you know, as someone who makes game trailers, uh, anyone who's listening out there, you should be advertising way before your game comes out, so you have time for lots of trailers to be made. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you should be doing. But as a fan, 
I love what Bethesda is doing, where they are announcing a game in June, and that shit is all released by November. The so fact that cool. there's five months, you just stack your videos up within that time, and uh, you don't, like, I don't feel inundated by marketing. Like, I'm sold on a lot of these. You don't have to keep selling to me. So do you think because they're releasing five huge launches before November that we won't be seeing a lot from them for the next year or two? I think they're being, I, I think, no, I mean, I don't think that's the case. Because, I mean, like, they already that's had. a lot of people, manpower. But they even had Prey come out this year, and they had Dishonored oh, 2 yeah. come out last year. Like, they're turning they're around on some stuff. Roll. Like, they got some stuff happening. They're like the secret weapon. And so, like, and they still have, what, uh, Quake Arena? Oh yeah, quake. Um, coming out and like they have some stuff. Like they, I mean, and I imagine there's a ton of stuff happening in the background all the time. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the I, I like and it, the best thing is, I mean, obviously this isn't doesn't mean this is everything they're doing. Um, but I like the fact that they aren't talking about stuff until it's ready to be talked about. And by ready to be talked about, like, like it's, it's coming out in a couple out. months. You don't have to wait five years. Exactly. It's not going to be at four or five E threes. I mean, you know, like, like you know, there's some games like. Uh, Last Guardian and Final yeah. Fantasy 15 that had 10-year development cycles. That's like nine or 10 E3s it could have showed up at before it finally got they finally yeah. got released. And so there's something nice about just like we announced a game See and it, now it's say out. It. Yeah. yeah. There's something really nice about that. Speaking of Last of the Guardian, I'm sure my brother is really excited that Shadow of Colossus is being reskinned, revamped, re-everything for a PS4. That was another one I was going to talk about. Like I... I'm I'm excited about it, but also at the same time, I wonder if I actually needed that. It's weird because the the remaster for the PS3 was great, and but it used of course the same assets. It just ran at a higher resolution, yeah, and it had a smooth frame rate. But like, it's for the diehard fans. Yeah, I don't know if I if I need a full like remaster so much as I just need like a or a full like re redux instead of just a remaster because i like the fact that it was sort of an like just you know here's your up-res version it runs better it looks nicer but we didn't change anything instead of like oh we just rebuilt the whole fucking game which i think is cool i just don't know if i need it but i will buy it and i'll play it of course well because you're rob well and i like shadow of the colossus also of course you do and you are gotta have it all i do so i'm sure you have what was the first one ps2 yeah ps3 yeah now PS4. Yep. And then they're going to have PSVR. Oh, and my God. And then they're going to have... totally play that in PSVR. That'd be amazing. See, there we go. We've already started. And then you're going to get the soundtrack on final. They have not released that yet, but yes, it will probably happen. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do have the last Guardian I'm on to you, Rob. On I'm on to you. <laughs> yes. Uh, one last one that I want to bring up, and then you can bring up whatever the heck you want I to. I actually only have one left. Oh, like, We blew through too. the E3 stuff I wonder if it's the same one. Probably not. Probably not because you, you you go mine's. What do you think mine is? Because you've seen everything. No, I'm seeing everything. Um, you've definitely seen this. Can you tell me what platform it's for? Uh, I think everything. Oh, it's a sequel. Most of them are this year, it seems. Uh hmm. I don't know what what is it. Uh, Battlefront Two. Oh, okay. Yeah, because. Yeah. I cannot wait because this trailer sold me because it looks like the original Battlefront 2. Is that what they're redoing? I don't know. Like, remember um, the one that came out? The first Battlefront I ever played was the one from two years ago. Oh, well, there was a Battlefront 
two that came out for PS2, I thought, or yeah, three. Yeah, the, there was. I don't think there was ever a Battlefront for the PS3. I could be mistaken. Okay, then it was two. Because I think there was one for the PS2, but it was also the PSP. It had, it had Naboo. It had all those like you know. It had the uh, when Star Wars one through three, and well, this looks like it has a lot of that in there and you have the same vehicles it reminded me so much of that one which is great because i loved that battlefront 2 so much more than i loved the new battlefront well as far as i can tell i don't think it's a remake of anything i think it's just a sequel but you but know they're taking a lot of the things that we like y- from it yeah you're gonna be on i mean that's all the star wars mo- uh, games you know especially even battlefront one like the, or the recent battlefront they all feel like rehashes of stuff we all know yeah, like, but, but that's kind of what Star Wars does. Yeah, yeah. And so I mean, that's what that's why people are so drawn to it. I think it's things that are familiar, but they love them. And so um, I know, like at least the the story for Battlefront Two is a new and unique story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, I think they're going to dip into all of the things that are recognizable, so you can live out those fantasies of running and gunning, you know, in places that you've seen a thousand times. Yeah, but there was so much more to the original Battlefront Two than there was to that. I felt. I mean, this is my own opinion. Than the newest Battlefront. Well, because the fact that this was multiplayer only, I think, was a little weird. Yeah. There. Well, there was a campaign in the other one, which is fun, but even the multiplayer I felt was better because there was more things to it and you and what you're going to get in this one which you didn't get the last one is you get to choose your class like are you a sniper are you a mm. are you a mechanic are you what are you and then you basically kind of like battlefield battlefield yeah 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 battlefield well, same developer okay yeah so but that was i mean they say they keep saying oh it's like battlefield one but actually it's like battlefront two the original battlefront two so take that um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. And the, when it's again, the CG was gorgeous. So. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You don't agree? No, I, I, <laughs> I did. I didn't love Battlefront one, but it, it, cause it was multiplayer only. And yeah. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. Um, yeah. the VR thing they did was amazing. The X-Wing oh, yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I actually am, am more excited about Battlefront two. I'm not, I don't think the trailers are really selling me all that much, but like, I'm just excited about the the campaign and like the story of the campaign where you play as a, a female member of the Sith, not Sith, but the the no, the, the, the Empire. Yeah, yeah, the Empire. And so army. I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about that. I think that's actually going to be really cool because I like the idea of a story, like a Star Wars story. Like I loved Rebel Assault I back think she's in the day. A tie fighter pilot. Cuz like I I loved Rebel Assault for like the 3DO and the PC back in the day. Yeah. And I loved um I like Dark Forces. Like I played a lot of those Star Wars games yeah. in like the mid 90s. Um but I played them cuz they were good games, not because they were Star Wars. Yeah. And so um I feel like if Dice the developer brings the sort of like you know uh story stuff that Star Wars has with like the gameplay of Battlefield in a single player campaign. I think it's going to be something really special. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll bring a lot more depth to the game that this this last one was lacking. Well, I know for sure if they just given that there's a campaign, Todd's going to play this one. Like oh, cuz he he wanted to play Battlefront 1, but since it's multiplayer only, he was immediately turned off. He likes the story. Well, and he doesn't game. Yeah, he doesn't like uh he doesn't like uh, competitive. It can be discouraging. Those games, I mean, so it's sometimes really not fun to play multiplayer because 
It's like how and why and what and where and huh. Well, and it, everything moves so fast, and yeah. like you have no real control over anything. Uh, that you know, because even as good as you may be, some guy who spends twenty three hours a day playing this game is going to come in and just fucking smoke you. Yeah, right. So. They know the exact amount of point seconds it takes to go from this point in the screen to this point in the screen and shoot you dead. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Story mode, great. Can't wait. So the game I was going to talk about that I'm excited about is that Super Hot VR is coming to PlayStation VR. Okay, that looks cool. Because like I Super Hot on I played Super Hot on um, Xbox One. I have not finished it yet, but it is real cool. Yeah. Um, and you know like how that game works, right? Uh, I I mean I know some of it, but explain it. Time only moves when you do. So if you hold still, nothing moves. And then depending on when you move, like as you move, bullets start to move towards you and yeah. people move. And so you have to like plan everything you do. And then when you like you're done, it replays the entire scene as it's seen. So it's kind of like you're playing the matrix. That's really cool. It's, it's like you're neat. Wonder Woman and you can see the bullets coming towards you. Exactly. Ching. Spoilers. I not that seen you it would yet. know. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't know because I've not seen it. Well, you've it seen yet. the trailer, so I'm, yeah. I'm not giving nothing away yet. Okay, yet fine. give me another week and there will be spoilers just kidding i won't well todd's back in town so hopefully we can go see it soon. yeah and yeah now wait. that like e3 is happening it'll be over in two days that means i will actually have more time yeah i can't wait i want you to see it i, I want to see it real it. bad so um yeah so how are we on time we're Cause, doing good because there are some things well i want to talk about yes well, first, are we going to... Yes, we are. Because I have one more piece of news, but it's not E3 news, so it can, oh, wait. Yeah. it can wait until later. Okay, well, let's just do the word of the week, and then we'll get into the news. Let's learn some stuff. Yeah, let's learn some stuff. So the word of the week, week, word. week, week is... Where did I write it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> it is missing. Why is it missing? Did I scroll too far down? Oh, there it is. Prelapsarian. Prelapsarian? It's an adjective. God, it's it would be before something, before, I have no idea, before the passing of, of something? Before the passing of the Christ. Is that what it is? No. No, what it, so what is it? That That's your guess? Yeah, well, I'm trying to, prelapsarian, like prelapse, like it's before, the, the Arian's throwing me off at the end, the prelapsarian, it's, yeah, obviously it describes like maybe a time period of some sort. Yeah. Or something before an event happens. Yeah. But I just don't know what it would that event it's is. It's an inconcrete event. Oh, okay. Well, that's not the definition, okay. but I'm just giving you a clue. No, just, it's, okay. what is it? So it's a characteristic of or pertaining to any innocent or carefree period. Oh, so before shit got bad. Yeah, before <laughs> shit got bad. That's a cool <laughs> word. Prelapsarian. That's Prelapsarian. what I will use a lot when I talk about Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like before, uh, before November was our, the prelapsarian yes. time. Back to the Obama presidency. Oh, I miss him so much. Oh gosh. Well, no point in um, dwelling on the prelapsarian past. So that's that. Good word though. I like that one. Yeah, me too. And I, I think it has a lot to do with games we were been talking about too. Kind of like with um, uh, Life is Strange. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, you know that game, uh, VR, crazy VR. What was it called? The one you were just talking super about? super hot, super hot. Yes, Aaron. Yeah, you change it. Neat. You could have been carefree, or you could have died. Yeah. So, so what else have you got? 
So I want to take a moment to talk about this Kotaku article that oh, yes. has been... A moment of silence for this game. Has been kind of like... Of course my fucking computer just fucked up. What the hell is this? Okay, here we go. So, yeah, I guess the talk of E3 this year was this article that came out on Kotaku called The Story Behind Mass Effect Andromeda's Troubled Five-Year Development. And trust me, it is a phenomenal read. I'm going to post it. You should take the time to read it if you haven't. It's a really long article, but it's really in-depth. And the writer, who's Jason Schreider, who's also writing a book about... um, Dragon Age Inquisition and some other things. Really? Yeah. Um, he's a really good writer, and he, he has a lot of really good de- uh, details that he adds in. But, so we're going to talk about this article, and I basically just broke it down, and I'm we're just going to go over Break it down. So, I broke it down to there are 11 main problems with the development phase of this game. That's a lot of problems. It's a lot of problems. So, when the project was just too big for this team, okay. it, it was... They didn't have the manpower to create what they wanted to create, okay? Which happens a lot. Yeah. Um, And that being said, they wanted to do like a No Man's Sky type of world generator. Yeah, procedurally generated worlds. Even though this was all thought up in conjunction or before No Man's Sky, so it not it they didn't overlap in any way. Yeah. Like they were doing their thing, No Man's Sky did its thing. They. It wasn't one didn't like work off the other. Yeah, one did not influence. I mean, yeah, procedurally generated is a thing that like Diablo one was procedurally generated. Like, right, every floor was. Yeah, so, 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 but they ran into problems, and eventually, um, they had to. I'm going to skip way ahead with this, but they had to build thirty hand built worlds. Yeah, because well, I think they they realized that what uh, having randomized stuff did not work with the storyline. Yeah, it didn't work with a Bioware style story. Because they couldn't, like, if you you're generating a story and it's always different depending on who's playing it, how the hell are you going to have these random planets with the story? It didn't work with the storyline. Totally. It makes sense. So that was a big problem. Um, another thing was there was jealousy between the Bioware branches. So there's Edmonton, who did the original um, first three Mass Effects, and Bioware decided they wanted a new treatment to this game so they gave it to montreal got it so edmonton was mad because they felt that montreal was stealing their ideas Mm. and it was a back and forth back and forth back and forth and um it created an internal conflict so which is never good because us infighting not yeah us as the player we just see Bioware. We don't yeah. see Montreal versus Edmonton versus wherever else. Yeah, we don't know those politics. So they need to get their shit together and work as one because the player does not think of it in those terms. Yeah. Okay. So changes in leadership. The um, people dropped out. People left. Like people who had worked on the first three games said, see ya. I want no part of this. I'm going to this other company. Yikes. And that happened quite a bit. So what happened was they had to bring somebody in from Edmonton to Montreal to overlook the project to get it more focused, which is what brought it down to that 30 um, worlds they had to handle. Uh, okay. So um, the biggest problem with this game was the Frostbite engine, oh. which was is a super powerful 
turbocharged engine. Yeah, it's a wonderful engine. But that's it's... made for shooters, not for RPGs. Yeah, not for big, huge, expansive worlds. Exactly. So they had to rebuild it and put in their own their own like mechanics to it to which they kind of had to do for Dragon Age Inquisition also. Really? They had to do their own add their own um, software to it. But it didn't work because mm-hmm. it it just wasn't made for that type of game, which is why we have a lot of problems with it. And um uploading problems every time they would upload the system would up and they would um, update the system or the software they would lose all of that upload so they'd have to start over and they'd lose months of work at a time oh jesus so i'm only halfway through and this is already like the biggest headache in my life this this upsets me just as someone who works in production i don't make games but this just sounds it, it hurts my heart yeah, I mean, I I know just from the few days I worked with you, I know that it's a lot that goes into even just trailers. Yeah, so I can't can imagine you imagine if we made the game, Jesus. So um, animation devastation. Oh, so yeah. they're understaffed. They outsourced, which because they were understaffed, they needed to bring in other places from all over the world, which was a big mess because nobody was in the time zone. So extra hours were burnt off because nobody could get in touch with one another. Yikes. <sighs> story incomplete uh, story incompleteness me- made it so that the animation couldn't keep up with what they needed to put based on the storyline. Mm. So that's why they relied l- later on the generator yeah, which... to to uh, take care of those facial animations for them yeah yeah algorithms based on the consistency of which is the most important scenes which is so bad because i always like to get down into those dirty scenes that are hard to get to (laughs) and i got the shit ton of melting sloans and a whole (laughs) bunch of bullshit happening in mine like dancing on ceilings and who knows what was happening in my game it was a mess Mm. um basically they had five years to make this game but they really only spent 1.5 years making the game. Ugh. So they lost all that time in pre-production that a lot of it had to be thrown out anyway. That breaks my heart. Uh, two more things. The Metacritic score. When they got their Metacritic score, which is the score that basically judges the overall performance and gameplay and experience the player is going to have, they got an 80 to 85. That's actually pretty high. Which they were like, perfect we know it's not perfect we know this game is broken in some areas but that's a good score that's a very we good score. are going to launch it they got a 70 oh okay which, so oh so, so their shit up so their estimated metacritic their score estimated was 80 score to 85 was 80 to 85 they actually got a 70 well and that actually that's a more appropriate score for oh, that yeah. game i mean to be honest that actually totally. still seems a little high like not to be you know kind of catty about it but it just like that game probably should have gotten more 65 or 60 i would agree i would totally agree i wanted to love it i really did it's just i mean after seeing these e3 trailers now i'm like wow there is a huge jump in like quality well it's every i feel like every game unfortunately like really just is a sharp juxtaposition of the quality that um we expect but like that other triple a titles are giving us yeah and so to have this one like to have a sequel to one of the biggest blockbuster series of the last generation to not perform like 
uh, in any real meaningful improvements, that's uh, yeah, that's a big deal. It's like getting Star Wars six through what is it? A New Nine. Hope. Oh, oh, four through six. Four through six, and then getting Episode One. Yeah, it's like what the F just happened. Yeah. So um. Wow, I couldn't do the math there. That's okay. All right. And last thing was the launch date. Because of the launch date, it was going against Horizon Zero Dawn and Legend of Zelda. Um, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. It really just couldn't keep up. Yeah. I mean, if it if there had been nothing else out at the time, I think it would have done it wouldn't yeah, have done then, better because the game wasn't better. But like, at least it wouldn't have gotten completely like yeah. overshadowed and made fun of. Yeah. It just would have sort of the memes killed it before it even launched. Her, that woman's face was tired. You couldn't tell because she looked wide awake. <laughs> that game is tired. Yeah. Oh gosh. So that's 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 basically the whole um, article in a nutshell. Is nice. I think I covered everything. You saved a lot of people a lot of time. I would still read it though, but oh, yeah. you're just going to get the exact same information I gave you because that's how good my synopsis was. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> um. So do you have any other news type stuff or no? Because I got a funny one. Tell me. Uh, so up on change.org, there is a petition to cancel Far Cry 5. Bye, Far Cry 5. Uh, so um, I'll, I won't read the whole thing, but um, it, there's a lot of stuff in here that is hilarious and worth rolling your eyes at because some uh, entitled dude is clearly very upset. Some entitled babadoosh. Yeah. Like, it, it's clearly, I imagine this is some, you know white red blooded american who's upset about the the situation that this game is doing and uh yeah like so here we go i'll i'll just our country I'll, tis of thee i'll read sections of it enough is enough ubisoft we've sat through your multicultural lectures and your preachy games aimed at degenerates we tolerate it in the name of gameplay design and innovation, but no more. Degenerates, I love it. Far Cry 5 is an insult to your fan base, the Americans who make up the majority of your customers, and it's time you woke up to that fact. Change this or cancel it. Or die. Um, and they're like, you know, us gamers have had to endure a lot of crap over the last few years. Like what? The targeted harassment by the mainstream press through Gamergate. That's not what Gamergate, Gamergate was, by is the bullshit. way. Well, no, Gamergate's a very real thing, but they don't know what Gamergate is, clearly. But Yeah, because uh, that is that's not one what that is. awful piece of shit. Uh, we've also suffered Tribe. The, <laughs> the terrible launch and outright lies of highly anticipated video games, the outright censorship of art through localization policies, the continued rejection of romantic partners when they find out our hobby, the appropriation of our culture by so-called gamers on Twitter. Wait, wait, go back when. What did that mean? Apparently this person says that uh, gamers have had to endure a lot of crap. Like when someone that you're trying to date finds out that you're into games and then they don't like you anymore. What? Yeah, somebody tells me this guy's not getting laid anyway. He's kind of a whiny bitch. Yeah. Um, And then like, so here we go. It's time to draw a line in the sand. We, the American gamers that make up the majority of your user base, BT dubs, buddy. Ubisoft is a fucking worldwide studio. They have studios all over the world. They're one of the few developers that is actually creating games 24 hours a day because they literally have places in, you know, uh, Singapore, Montreal, uh, Paris. Texas. Like, don't they? I don't know if they have Texas or not. I but like, they did. San Francisco. Like, they have, they have people developing games all over the place. Like, they're working, like, and they are a worldwide company. Yeah. 
So, like, Americans are not the only people that buy their games. Anyway, we, the American gamers that make up the majority of your user base, demand you to cancel this game or alter it to be less offensive to your main player base. In these times, you must understand there might be some violent repercussions if you intend to follow through. What does your, that mean? With your pointless criticism. Blackmail? No, it's. I, I think that what they're saying is that someone's going to, like, hurt someone if they don't change shit. Yeah, like, and I get it. Far Cry 5 is hitting on some hot button issues by bringing the situation at home, dealing with white religious extremists. Yeah. But you know what? That's fucking scary. And it's a thing that is happening. it's in our backyard. Yeah, there was a militia that took over that, like, wildlife place in in Oregon. Like, this is a thing that happened. And also, fun fact, this game has probably been in development for years at this point. Like, this is a thing that probably happened before this started happening in the news. Yeah. Um, Good point. And also, no co- no companies going out looking to offend people. I'm sure the game's going to be great. And, like, I I'm imagine... I'm going to tell a good story. Well, I imagine the guy who wrote this is the kind of, peop- like the kind of guy who calls, uh, he calls Democrats snowflakes. And, like, seriously, like, at this point... This guy sounds like the snowflake. Jesus. Yeah. And I don't even like calling people snowflakes, but this is kind of ridiculous that anyone would take it, like, we would get this, uh, you know. Heated. Would be this sensitive to this. Yeah. Um, so, also, this is, like, just the the one, this is the best. Um, and then I'll stop reading this thing, because it's just, it goes on. Uh, this so, is all the same letter, huh? Yep. Wow. Uh, so, he says, so here are the following suggestions to make your game right. Okay. Not the strongest sentence, but whatever. What does he know? He's suggesting... Let's see what he knows. Yeah. So, Mr. Uh, Not a Game Developer Mm -hmm. is suggesting to this game that has already been in production for years, has already designed its characters, already cast the voice actors, recorded them, like, done all these things. Step one, change the villains. It's not so hard, really. Just change the villains to something more realistic. Islam is on the rise in America, as is the violence of inner-city gangs. Are you scared to do so? In the words of Voltaire, not Voltaire, uh, to learn who rules you, simply find out who's not being criticized. Like, oh my god, dude. Seriously. We don't need to make a game that's vilifying Islam. Yeah, that's the last thing we need. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I just love that, like, just change the villains. Oh, so... Bullet one of his suggestions was simple. Was, Next, yeah, the first bullet was change the villains. Second bullet, alter the villains. So the same fucking bullet. Even if you insist on making the villains American Christians, consider mixing the races a bit to not target white people exclusively. There are plenty of nationalists of every stripe and every race and creed. So throw in some blacks and Mexicans. There's no reason a protectionist some blacks and Mexicans. Yep, there's no reason a protectionist nationalist movement should would all be one race why stop being politically correct here well because the villains are the white supremacists yeah and i mean i'm sure actually probably the game actually does have some racial racial uh, racial diversity in it as well but like oh my god dude seriously like it, it this feels like someone's very upset because something's hitting a little too close to home uh next suggestion alter the plot so yeah just uh rewrite your shit. So he's basically saying just start from scratch. He's saying, yeah, just make a different game. Dude. Um, So it's obvious that you continue to insist... Stop playing games if this is the way you're gonna... Oh my god, this is so ridiculous. Then this next sentence. It's obvious that you continue to insist on using these characters. You made a petition 
and they didn't change anything in like a day. So I guess it's obvious they continue to insist on it. They're not even talking to you, dude. Anyway. Yeah. Nobody however, knows you exist until yeah. n- until us. Yeah. <laughs> however, with a few artistic tweaks, you can save the concept entirely. Have the villains simply be misguided patriots forced into making their own nation versus the will of an oppressive overgovernment. Like, oh my god. Uh Though their brutal physical and sexual violence towards their oppressors will then be explained as a reaction to harsh government policies and taxation to show that both sides are wrong. Well, I can say is we know exactly who this dude voted for. Yeah. So he has one other suggestion. Change the setting, but only for certain markets. Look, I get that anti-Americanism plays in France, and I'm not telling you to give up on potential profits due to complaints. Wouldn't want to be thought as one of those hypocrite feminists, right? But for America right now... Hypocrite feminist? Yeah, this guy is hes making a lot... Of, he's doing a lot of weird dancing around things and bringing up things as if he's talked about things before. Is he on from Fox News? I'm assuming so. Yeah, I think uh, so. He says, but for America, right now, anti-Americanism is out. You gotta play your market. Change the setting to a can... Change the setting to Canada for America. This Blame way, Canada! This way you don't turn away potential players due to offensiveness. Just trying to help you make money. Well, I'm glad you're looking out for them, buddy. And also, seriously, like, you can just pretend it's Canada, sweetie. Yeah. Like, yeah. And really? Far Cry has been in, like, the first four were in all different countries, continents. So why not go to America? Seriously, like, it's, I'm actually really excited about Far Cry 5. Yeah, I'm totally playing it. And so, you know, his concluding sentence or paragraph here. Follow one or more of these suggestions, and the game will be saved from PC hell and multicultural development. We Americans have so few games We to... the people. Yeah. We Americans have so few games to call our own. Oh, Not wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh my gosh. And we're tired of losing them to multicultural bullshit. Wow. So uh, So he is the white supremacist that is the villain he's in just, this game. He's just a white man who's very, very oppressed by any other people. You don't understand his plight, Satine. Uh, yeah, and so he, uh, his... Uh, God, he must hate Wonder Woman. His ridiculous petition, uh, or his or hers, I don't even know whose it is. I'm just... It's, I'm, it's not even named, it's anonymous? Uh, I don't know, I don't see a thing. Oh, the user is Gamers United. I, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, apparently this petition We're has... We're saying he, but it could be a she. Could, We're not. We're not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to make any... Like, you know, yeah. But we are making an assumption, but we're not going to, we're not for certain. Nothing is certain. That petition has 2,143 supporters. I think a lot of them are mostly jokes. Um, So yeah, that is, uh, that is a very real petition that is happening. I don't think it has any real uh, credence or weight, but um, there have been a lot of tweets making fun of it because it just seems too ridiculous to be true. Yeah. So maybe it was a, a dare. Yeah. Or someone really thinks that uh them griping because a, a game hurt their feelings, uh, you know, thinks that uh that's really going to uh make a real difference. And honestly, you know, you got hey, if that's what you feel your fight is that you need to do, you do it. Yeah, you but could, you maybe should learn your history yeah. before you start. Yeah. Or you could just not buy it, even yeah. though us Americans have so few games to call but our own. Us Americans mm. are going to buy it, and we're going to love it. Yeah, <laughs> this this American here cannot wait. Cannot wait. So, buck up, kiddo. You're going to make it after all. 
Yeah, you are. <laughs> kind of, um, was um, uh, what was the game um, with the little girls? Oh fuck! And they have the needles. Bioshock. Bioshock Infinite. Was that the little sisters are not in Bioshock? I know. Oh, okay. Sorry, that's that was just my train of thought got to it, get got me it, got there. It. Sorry. That was a alternate America too, wasn't it? It was. It says, uh, yeah, Colombia is sort of, um, yeah, like this sort of uh, over the top, um, sort of um, like supremacist. Yeah, it, it's it's. A very... I mean, remember, I remember, I just remember that one scene when you're playing, like when you first enter, and they're throwing you, something. You're at... going to throw the baseball at the mixed race couple. Yes. Yeah. And you choose to do it or not to do it. Yep. That's. That was a crazy moment. And seriously, and where was the petition? Uh, you know, against that. That was, I mean, that was a very meaningful uh, plot moment. That was very That's upsetting. Not America. Yeah. That's just fantasy. Like, and that was a very. I mean, yeah, it was. A, it was. It held up a, a really nasty mirror to the world that you were in. Yeah. And it was a very effective moment. He probably played that game and didn't even see it. No, he probably played the game and threw the baseball. Oh my god. Probably. Yeah, I, instead of throwing the baseball, I attacked that guy with my skyhook. So sad. I wasn't going to do it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, apologies to anyone that, uh, you know, agrees with that guy that uh, I just made fun of. But um, I. But you're an idiot. Yeah, I'm assuming you probably don't listen <laughs> to this podcast yeah. anyway. So, um, yeah, I try to take super firm stances on stuff. Yeah. But reading that uh, petition, you just sort of have to laugh. Actually, and we probably don't want you to listen to our podcast anyway. So. Hey, let's not turn away those clicks. Yeah, but probably really you yeah. don't really have any business listening. Yeah. Because it's only going to get, you know, probably gayer from here. Yeah. The gayest gaming podcast that I know of or actually listen to. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, it's only going to get saucier from here. So mm, you might have a problem. <laughs> Although I know that, you know, white. I'm assuming white, straight Americans, uh, you know, in the Midwest or what have you, just have so few podcasts to call their own. Yes. But we do love white, straight Americans. Oh, we love- And we love them in the mid- Midwest. We love all sorts of people. We just don't we like We don't love assholes. <laughs> yeah, we don't like assholes. So yeah. everybody but assholes, they can listen. And yeah. we are 100% on board with that. And also, seriously, if Far Cry 5 bothers you, don't play it. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. There will be lots of other games for you. There's yeah. a lot of games. E3 happened. There's games coming this year. Games for all walks of life. Speaking of games. I love games. Do you have a crush of the week? I do. Mine is actually sort of, this is this will be good, because since I failed to post my crush of last week to Instagrams, this actually could be a thing where maybe I do like a split panel of two people. Okay. Because. I like this. My crush of the week is Desmond Miles, also from the Assassin's Creed franchise. Sweet. So it just sort of ties in. I'm playing Rogue. Origins just got announced. Last week was Ezio. This week, it is Desmond. Desmond is the the character that takes place in modern time. Okay. For the sort of meta-narrative that happens through Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, Revelations, and 3. And not Syndicate. No, Desmond. Because they, yeah, it's a whole different Syndicate. Yeah, Desmond Miles is there for the first, those first uh, five games. Gotcha. And um, he was designed off of a real life fashion model. And uh, he's just a. That's hot. Yeah, he's a, he's a good looking game character. And he wears a, you know, he wears standard Assassin's Creed kind of clothes and that he's, you know, wearing hoodies that are like 
asymmetric and awesome. Like he's wearing slightly modern clothes. Yeah, I like that. It's good stuff. So yeah, he's got a little else. pep in his step, a little flare in his chair. Flare like in that. his chair. I've never I, heard that I one. I don't know. I just made it up. So anyway, so Desmond Miles. That's my guy. How's about you? A little fleet in his seat. Oh wait, no, that's something else. That's a Babadouche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Jefferson from Life is Strange. The photography uh, professor. I have to look him up because I don't remember what he he's looked like. like a hipster dad looking character. Um, he's kind of got that sexy nerd, but a little bit older vibe. He's super cute. Um, yeah, he's Maxine, who's the character you play. Her- oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, all the all the characters in that game have a crush on him. So it's kind of funny to see their interactions and what they think of each other based on what they know of how much they like this teacher, Mr. Jefferson. If I had hair, I would be striving to look like that. I mean, you kind of actually do look a little similar. It's like we got the same glasses and a beard. Yeah. But I'm not quite as uh, angular and tall looking. He's very thin. He's very model-esque. Yeah, he's a very statuesque man. Yeah. I mean, if he was my teacher, he'd get all my apples. So, oh, so someone's hot for teacher. I'm hot for teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. There would be a lot of after-class specials in that room. Need some extra tutoring. A little bit of extra credit, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, now this podcast is devolving into something a little more devious. Uh, or just lovingly. Yes. Okay. It's just love, baby. <laughs> Teacher love. Teacher love. But you're, I, I'm assuming you're an adult because you're in college. Yeah. So it's fine. Right? <laughs> we will see. Anywho. So yeah. I, is that is that a podcast? Is that everything? That is something we would call a podcast. All right. That was a podcast that just happened. It was nice. Wow. Yeah. I'm glad that we could be a part E3 of that. E3 special. Seriously, that was our supersized E3 episode, which not that supersized, just a little longer than normal. But because this is not, this is coming out in the middle of E3. So we're, by the time we're recording this, only day one of E3 has passed. So we will have more E3 stuff to talk about next week, I'm certain. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be more stuff. Yeah. But I mean, although, yeah, all the press conferences have happened. Yeah, that's true. Maybe but, they'll trick us with something. Well, maybe, mm. who knows, maybe while I'm wandering the floor over the next two days, I'll have more to report. Yeah. And maybe yes. some more swag that'll, like, land in my lap somehow. And pictures. I, why don't you, like, take some pictures of the floor and add it to, like, the twits? Oh, yeah. It was like, I literally took Or a- even, like, videos. You don't even have to say anything. Just, like... Because I took a picture of the Uncharted oh! theater for you, and I forgot to send it to you. Oh, my goodness. And then I also didn't post it to the Instagram. I'm really bad about taking photos and never doing anything with them. Well, now that I... What the? This is so cool. <laughs> okay, so you gotta start. I need to take some. I'll shit. take. I'll take some photos tomorrow. Like yeah. I'll be better about it. And if you don't want to write hashtags or anything, just put them in the Instagram instant story. It's up for twenty four hours. Done. Bye. Well, we can put them up there, and then you could always edit the descriptions and add some. Yeah, hashtags. send them to me, and I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at hashtagging. No. Well, That's, neither am I. Hashtagging's a young man's game. <laughs> And I am a young man. <laughs> that is also not true. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was a podcast. And then I don't know what that was at the end there. That was um, a mess. So 
So you can follow me, Satine, at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter, or you can follow me on Twitch at Satine. And you can follow me on Twitter at Fast Danger, or on Instagram and Twitch at Mr. Gladstone, Mr. Spelled Out. Or you can follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can write us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Even when that Wednesday falls in the middle of E3. Even when it's 1 a.m. right now and I have to edit this right now because it comes out today. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so because of all the hard work that Satine is doing here. Oh, yes. (laughs) Would you please follow, rate, and comment what we're doing here, this fine work, in iTunes and Google Play? Yes, please. It's 1 a.m. It's past 1 a.m. And we're doing this for all y'all. Seriously. Like and I, for us. Because we're, yeah. we're gluttons for punishment. I know. And we like, I have it. meetings tomorrow. I have work to do. I know. I have like five appointments for makeup tomorrow. What? I know. Because uh, LA Film Festival started. Oh. It's, it's go time. Make them pretty. Yeah. It's about time. I get some work. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for listening. And thank you for the trolleys. Oh, hey, you're welcome. Rob gave me a whole thing of sour, bright crawler trolleys, and it's one of my favorites. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that. I I wish I could take credit for that. That came from Todd. Thanks, Todd. Sorry I had to steal your trolleys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, that's it. And thank you, Steve. Oh, yeah. Catch you guys next time. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and ciao Bye-bye.